Welcome to the Major Technicality Podcast, a roundtable discussion about technology, science, the internet, and everything in between. This is episode number 50. I'm Jared from San Diego, and joining me today is... Freed in North Carolina. Dale from San Diego. And Brian in Seattle. Got a great topic you'd like for us to feature on an episode? Got a question or comment for us? Shoot us an email at comments at majortechnicality.com. Shoot us a tweet at Major Technical or comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash majortechnicality. Before we get started, I'd like to ask any of you out there who are looking to do some shopping at Amazon to please go to majortechnicality.com slash Amazon. This will take you to their website. Go ahead, add items to your cart. And upon checkout, we will get a small percentage. Nothing is added to your order. So we're going to be talking about smart cars this week and how they've been kind of gaining some traction, at least legal-wise. Apparently, there are now four states that are have legislation on the books to allow autonomous cars on the road. Yes. Um, and we're, we're just going to be kind of going over uh, what's on the horizon, what's going on with that. Why yeah. they're cool, why well, they're not cool. Why they're cool, why I, they're not cool. I think to well, start it off, know, I mean, we... you kind of have to define what a smart car is just to kind of clear things up. Because, I mean, yeah. you have smart cars, which is that little golf cart looking yeah. thing that you don't want to drive on the highway. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for... Yes, they, okay. Uh, I haven't seen those lately, I've honestly. Seen... Yeah, I used to you, see them you a mentioned, lot. You mentioned smart cars, and the only thing that come out from smart cars, the company, has been that they've been tipped over about a half a dozen smart cars in San Francisco in the past few days. Uh, Oh, nice. So, nice. These are autonomous vehicles that drive themselves. Yeah, it also it also means yes. that they're not like the smart cars, like your smartphone, that have like fancy computers, like Ford Sync or uh, other devices that yeah. kind of yeah. synchronize with you. Yeah, this is literally you're not in the driver's seat and a computer is driving it. Yeah. So, well, well, in Michigan, you have to yeah, be in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think in all the states, they require that there's a, at least a driver to take control. <laughs> <laughs> no, not all of them, but What's Michigan the I know well, for I think sure. That is my head. also is one of those states that re- requires a driver. Well, to, you, so in case it, if shit hits the fan, you can grab the wheel. Pretty much, yeah. That's because <laughs> yes. you know that's going to happen if you decide to let the car drive in the middle of the night. You're going to be awake to <laughs> take control, right? <laughs> well, I figured me and my date would be in the back seat, you know, getting it on, and then, <laughs> you know, it would you know drive us wherever we needed to go. Oh my god. I love you, honey. Oh, wait, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> the idea of an autonomous car isn't new, by the way. Um, I did some looking around on the interwebs and come across um, uh, a Wikipedia article on autonomous vehicles. And apparently, smart cars have been around since the 1920s. Uh, autonomous vehicles have been around since the 1920s. They actually used a car uh, called the Lenurican Wonder huh. in New York City, and it drove up and down Fifth Avenue using radio signals to uh, weave in and out of traffic oh that's interesting wow yes so this is new technology i mean they've wanted uh smart cars from god damn it i hate smart cars as a autonomous vehicles as a uh an (laughs) idea for the past almost 100 years self-driving vehicles self-driving thank you because that that works too self-driving yeah i'm kind of wondering like how obviously the technology hasn't really progressed beyond what they probably tried to implement back then and now that they're using like lasers and GPS and all that to make the car smart, like aware of its surroundings, as well as like three three sixty cameras. 
I'm just kind of curious as to like how mm-hmm. effective yeah. like during their tests those self-driving cars were. <laughs> you know, obviously it's said- well in the 1920s. I mean, you know, the speeds in the 1920s were probably 20 to 25 miles an hour. So well, plus it was going down one street. There's probably right? yeah. hardly anybody really using roads that much <laughs> I, in terms of for other cars. There's yeah. probably a small amount of other cars. Yeah, it's true. Mm. There were a lot less cars in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> the the technology, you know, the first time I actually heard of an autonomous vehicle, there was a uh, there was a contest being done by universities to take an existing vehicle that drives, you know, like a conventionally powered car, mm-hmm. prop a bunch of sensor bars and lasers and lidar and you know ground penetrating something or another's and drive it around a course. And it started out being like an off road kind of course, and then they upgraded the contest over the years to be uh i think urban they did an urban version but it was like mm-hmm. the winner was going to win a hundred thousand dollars for it the uh for their university and it always helps to include some money prizes well darpa was the one that was funding the project yeah because um, yeah, the idea was they were using it for military applications if a driver got injured in a military convoy the vehicle would be able to continue on driving without much user you know interference and could drive somebody technically out of out of harm's way yeah i mean and seeing those initial like tests i mean it's kind of crazy like the amount of like sensors and how how huge (laughs) like the vehicles were and everything that was on top to like guide the cars and everything Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that race still goes on every yeah. year, at least. You know, sure. It's, they still do it, because, of course, the technology is probably amazing now, and they can do some really interesting things. Yeah, plus they've had miniaturization, so everything's a lot smaller now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of, one of the that's actually one of the few things that got my senior project started. So my, my senior, just bringing this in here for autonomous vehicles, my senior project in college was in basically an autopiloted drone, so like a UAV but completely autonomous. You just kind of give it a few directions to go, and off it figures things out. So and there's actually, um, there was when during the time when I was researching this, there was a few groups that were having kind of competitions of autonomous, either land vehicles, sea vehicles, and air vehicles. And it kind of inspired me, like, hey, this isn't too bad. It's not too expensive to do this. And tried out myself. And it's, in, in, the, in the air, there's a lot less things to run into. You don't have to worry about... Your angle and ground and, gra- and gravity. Too oh much. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Things in front of you, room. obstacles. Yes. Yeah. There's well, wiggle room in there. Some, in oh, yeah. some sense, like I mean, airplanes have autopilot as far as like flying, you know, and adjusting, keeping oh, yeah. things it's, on course. Well, yeah. Autopilot I mean, for, for the most airplanes part, make way more sense than autopilot for a car right now. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, because essentially in an airplane, for the most part, it's point A to point B. It's you know, there are obviously there are course corrections and stuff, but it's a very plotted out thing and there's yeah. not too many places to go if you think about it compared to there's a lot of know. space up there but yeah okay no lot, yeah, yeah destinations yeah Desti- yeah yeah destinations and, and when you get that nice z access that makes things little well you know collisions less likely well yeah sense. plus right. you've got to worry about weather you've got to worry about you know True. turbulence i think is about the only thing that's going to keep you know planes from being fully autonomous because a downdraft or a um, you know, uh, a, a microburst from a thunderstorm will bring a plane down faster oh, yeah, than absolutely. I think it could probably cope with that kind of uh, that kind of I, issue. I mean, at least for now. Or you know, yeah. Or if it's using GPS to guide it, somebody can send it a stronger signal and actually throw it off course. They've they've demonstrated that with boats. Mm-hmm. They demonstrated that in Iraq, Iran with a drone that they downed a U.S. drone. They could do it with an airliner as well. Yeah. 
I mean, part of that, is, and same, same thing with cars, is developing, you know, in essence, the algorithm so that the computer can adjust depending on whatever information it receives, whether it's turbulence or, you know, the GPS might be off for it to be aware and make the adjustments it needs to yeah. based off all the, scenari- all the scenarios that's, that it's uh, dealing with. Yeah, I mean, if they can process the data and gather the data themselves as a secondary source, you know, weather data of the exact area they're in, you know, and using reference from other services, and if they get cut off from those services, being able to, you know, having some sort of judgment in a, a situational yeah. awareness definitely would be, you know, something that would only make sense to do before you actually have these on the road. Yeah, in essence, you're recreating, like, how people react to a situation you know you visually uh, yeah, you look absolutely. at outside you see that it's stormy you start feeling the the wheel or you know start shaking you know you can feel like the plane's like losing yeah. control so you make the adjustments you need to it'd be the same process that the computer would go through probably just a lot faster <laughs> well you know a lot of a lot of cars now and a lot of you know the planes the airlines that they're flying they don't you know when you turn a you know, you turn the crank, you know, the wheel or you're shifting your transmission or you're turning the wheel of your car, you're really doing like a fly by wire. So a lot of it's already being done by a computer. When you turn the wheel, there's a microcontroller that says, hey, he wants to move, you know, the yeah, in you know, essence, yeah. The, input. the wheel so far. And auto- yeah, automated cars a- eliminate that input. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you have even, yeah, you have other, exactly, and you have cars, you know, that are coming up with the uh, non-smart cars that are coming up with, you know, like the emergency braking and stuff, you know, like car in front of you brakes, you know, and it notices, yeah, a smart addition to cars, so you can definitely see that kind of, I don't, I, I don't think that necessarily came from the idea of smart cars, you know, just as, you know, it's an added safety feature, but with that kind of stuff coming up and being put into commercial products that it's definitely seeming more likely that we'll, we'll be seeing autonomous cars on the it's, road. Yeah, it's pretty common definitely these soon. days to just even see just like, you know, getting backup lights warnings, you know, it's like backup cameras that tell you, you know, it's, oh, there's something on your back right. Yeah. Don't yeah, hit well, it. The funny you know, thing, that's, that's, that's funny easy thing now. Autonomous cars exist now. Google has already like test driven for a hundred thousand yes. miles. And, yeah, and kind of got approval track, yeah. on them. No, they, they've actually gone through cities. Like they were testing no, them in Las Vegas on the streets. Yeah, they had a fender oh. bender. They had a they had an actual accident with one of the Google cars one time. Was it was it was it with the smart cars oh, wow. or was it like the Google like Maps cars? Because I know that all, no, I I think it was the Google the, smart car because it, all it of actually, their accidents, which yeah. are only two accidents, have been human error. One. A person was driving the smart the the car oh, at the time. Okay. <laughs> the other time, someone backed. Well, someone ran into the back of a, the Google car. Okay. Do you think that act the Google car does not have force fields to protect itself do, do, from do, everything? Right. It's. Human. Do you think after the person took control and got to an accident, the Google car yelled at him and said, "See, if you just let me do it, we wouldn't yeah. be in this shit." Exactly. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Let me ro- Let me drive. Um, but I mean, sorry, Hal. I mean, but they do exist, and what's actually cool, and I can't believe that I missed this in the news, but like in C at CES, BMW had one of their cars at the Las Vegas Speedway and was demonstrating like a car that could drift by itself and drive down the tra- track and go through cones all by itself at high speeds. Yeah. Oh wow! And you know, watching the video, I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty impressive. That you know, like the technology is there. Yeah. Th- th- these days, seeing like what what I mean, even just like you know Xbox like Connect and what you know Google uh, was the what project that Google's now working on. Um, what is that project? Uh, Tango. Oh um, yeah, Tango. 
Project it's Tango. tango. Like, things like this, this, this vis- visual interpretation, the digitizing of the visual yeah. world around you. Yeah. Oh, and okay. how fast they can do it these days and how good the processing is. It's uh, We're going to see leaps and bounds in that regard. And it's not surprising that, you know. Well, yeah. More and I mean, and sensor, I mean, different types of visual sensors have gotten much oh, yeah. easier, cheaper, and Smaller, better. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, obviously these cars don't need to be looking in human visible light spectrum because that's quite ineffective. You know, they could be, you know, I mean, they're looking in infrared and stuff to be able to see, you know, where things are and it doesn't matter what time of day yeah. it is. And they can, you know, they, they can figure that stuff out. I mean, that's how we have the connect. Yeah. You know, is it, because of this technology. So, yeah, it's... Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I, it'll be really cool to see if, if it within the next you know couple of years to maybe maybe as far out as even ten years that we might see some of this stuff actually. Well, that's the on thing. The I think I, well, that's what that's what I see. Most sale. news articles are stating that it's going to be around the year twenty twenty five when we start seeing the first autonomous uh, devices. You know, cars, trucks, whatever. The other thing is, I don't think that autonomous cars are going to be gasoline powered i think they're all going to be electric i don't i don't imagine that they're going to be a gasoline powered car that drives itself it's far easier to Um, charge itself because they're more fuel efficient they'll be able to route around issues and you can kind of do like wireless charging rather than uh, with all the sensors that are in the roads and such you'll be able to share data internet connection um you know you're going to be able to telecommute while you're driving to work that kind of thing yeah um i actually think the future of the workplace will be you know, part of it's going to be in your car every day, holding meetings with a, you know, a monitor on your dashboard kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, looking at what's available, I think the technology is there as far as to create self-driving cars. I mean, I think it's pretty clear, especially when you see cars that, you know, break automatically or can parallel park and yeah. all that. The technology exists. You know, the sensors are cheap enough that they're being put on pretty much every car. They'll detect if there's, you know, if you're veering off lane or things like that and autocorrect and all that. I think the challenge is, and something that BMW said as far as why it's going to take so long, is laws and regulations and all the legal issues of yeah. self-driving cars as far as, you know, who's going to be responsible for, you know, any accidents. Yeah. What's, you know, what will happen if, uh, you know, if you get into a major accident, like, are you responsible? Is the manufacturer responsible? Uh, second of all, I think that it's going to be up to people's willingness to even give control over to these automated cars. And the people I've talked to are just like, hey, you know, this is, we could do it now. We could switch over all cars and be autonomous. We could. But so many people I've talked to are just like, no, no, I can't. I want to be able to drive yeah. my car. That's been the mentality for the past hundred years, driving, owning your car. It's going to yeah. be really tough I, to, like, wean Americans off. I do it, it, yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's good that you put, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Fareed, will you be willing to give up driving your car? No, I, I mean, I love the idea of me being able to drive my own car, but it's also nice to know that, you know, if I get tired, but I want to, like, make, a des- make it to a destination in a certain amount of time, that I could let my car drive for me. You know, I could take a nap yeah. and all that. Okay. But I also wonder, you know, with our generation growing up with, you know, with how computers have been, if... Because we understand the limitations of computers, or we've dealt with like computers with blue screen of death or hardware failures and things like that, if we're more hesitant to yeah. trust, because like, yeah, we know what could happen like when something fails. Well, yeah, I mean, fundamentally, Americans see cars as mm-hmm. freedom. 
you right. know, it, 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 it's have. an ingrained thing. Yeah, we always have. And so, you know, taking that away, you know, obviously it's not something you can force no. on the public. You can give it as an option, you know, like, you know, you have a smart car that can, has an anonymous, uh, anonymous, autonomous mode, you know, for them to go ahead and, uh, and use. But I, I definitely, outside of the tech sector, really feel it is going to be a hard push yeah, for I just people. Want- to, to accept that what if it wasn't on the freeways what if you you know high speed you know anything over 55 it would be somebody driving but you know like city traffic there's no reason why under 20 miles an hour you need to have probably have a person the opposite on way yeah i was i was gonna say it would be the opposite because you freeways have more are easier to manage yeah because no freeways, pedestrians every, yeah you don't you don't turn you don't there's no intersection so the, the other aspect of it is like you know road trips maybe you don't want to be <laughs> driving that whole distance yeah don't want to be behind the wheel the entire time please i don't want to drive i just want to get there (laughs) yeah i want to drive for an hour i don't want to drive for 10 you know sort of type thing so what about the okay so so you said you know the notion of having you know computer controlled on the interstate but not so much on the city what about the idea of owning a car in the first place? I mean, most people in yes. the city don't own a car, and you're looking at doing, like, ride shares. You're doing it van pools. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if it wasn't, you know, you owning a car? What if you just got into a car in the morning, you called, like, a cab service, and then your robotic car pulls up in the morning and drives yeah, you to here's, work? And here's the thing. It's, like, totally along those lines. Traffic itself is artificial, and it's human-made. That's right. Human yeah. made. It's generated, yeah. yeah. It's generated by us. We could completely eliminate it. It's totally possible through automated cars. They could correctly space you, yep. correctly give you right speed. It's yeah. all could all be done. That's just like if we can hit that area. It's like and cause, yeah, public. They're all just public use cars. You know, they, they're just going down the street, and you can request one, and you know, the nearest available one will come and stop. Minority Report. Oh, right, something like that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And you pay a flat, a flat fee every month for for using it, like say a hundred, you know, fifty, seventy five right. bucks a month or something. Yeah, it's part of the infrastructure, it's part of the metro yeah. system or something. I no, yeah, I like that notion. I think it, like you said, it does make things a little easier as far as traffic and all that because it is would be all computer controlled. It's like public private transportation. Yeah. It <laughs> right. definitely yeah. would be a hard sell for those that are used to the old way of doing things. Certainly, like you know, younger kids that are growing up with like part of the iPad generation, where things are a lot more accessible you know, a lot simpler that they probably would prefer that. You know, they didn't grow up with driving cars. Well, the thing and... is, the car manufacturer would never say yes to that. Never. Like, most car manufacturers would say no to that. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, it, it's one of those things that you, the American people have to buy in, but then yeah, the car yeah. manufacturers have to buy in. Mm-hmm. And the car manufacturers, I think, would be a lot harder to convince because yes. you're not going to have accidents, which does generate people buying new cars. You're not going to have as much wear and tear on the cars which isn't going to generate parts, you know, parts being needed to repair cars. I mean, obviously, they're if still going to be have to like be kept crazy. up. And the oil companies it, it, won't like well, it exactly. because they'll be electric. But the, on, the, on the flip side, where maybe they yeah. won't make as much money off hardware, is the software. You know, if you need required updates. Car makers aren't software companies. No, but they can easily transition When you're not driving and you have more time to spend doing other things, the, like, infotainment system could be far more elaborate you could do far more things yeah it's true you can do so much besides just having a computer with you it's your car itself is the computer what if it was a corporate perk what if what if say google bought a fleet of say 500 cars and 
as a Google or Microsoft or an Amazon employee, you would buy into that. So you wouldn't have to have your car, you wouldn't have to buy gas every week for your car, or you wouldn't have to worry about whether or not you were going to make it home every night. Having an autonomous car driving you to work, you knew exactly when you were going to get there. Hell, Google would be like, well, where's Bob? You know, he's supposed to be here at nine o'clock. Well, he's in his car. Okay, we'll dial him up. He's in car 27. It would make him make you make you more productive. I think I think Google would probably as soon as you know, the laws and everything are in order, I would not be surprised if they start a pilot program and start to do something like that, especially with the whole ride share issue in uh, or uh, what, what would you call those in the, the Bay Area that was causing some controversy. The smart uh, cars? No, 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 no. Yeah, the shuttles, you know, the the shuttle things that they were doing that was causing some issues. Ferrying people out of the city. Yeah. You know, ferrying all the tech guys out of the city. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Work somewhere else outside the city. But then come home with all this money and spend it in the city. Oh, I see. It causes all the people who are, you know, not really, you know, kind of close to that poverty line in the city to just totally get affected negatively is that why yeah, all the cars were being pushed over because the you know the, all the techies were leaving the the city the buses and... were being burned oh wow okay okay <laughs> yeah they just said uh, wow. they just had a big thing before i just before after i moved here about how many people can be in a car for carpooling purposes like these rideshare bits mm-hmm. like you can't put seven people in a prius apparently who knew? <laughs> I, I'd love to see that picture. I I, I'd love try. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Seven adults in a Prius. Well, you and got two guys license. two guys hanging out the window. That kind sure, of thing. Yeah. 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 One person in the trunk. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Two. But going back to the to the idea of like, you know, these self-driving cars that are kind of part of like a, you know, a rideshare program within a city. If you yeah. think about it, you know, if everybody's driving them, as far as for the car manufacturers, there'd be a lot of wear and tear because they be on the road a lot you know it's not like they wouldn't be it'd be very predictable where exactly and at that point, yes. the manufacturer could make a lot of money from that as far as parts and software upgrades yeah, contracts exactly. sure all fleet, contract. fleet contracts with cars i mean most most companies have a company car that you get yeah. when you get high enough so they have fleet prices for you know for contracts of cars and then those cars likely turn around and become program cars or like pre-owned cars for for people at a dealership not to mention i don't think anybody would not buy their own car if they you know wanted to go somewhere else outside the city or because you know that kind of system wouldn't exist i don't see it existing everywhere kind of deal i think that larger cities would have it where it would be beneficial but i think some of the smaller towns are like suburbs probably wouldn't have a system like that it may not make much sense at that point then you would have your own self-driving car well, I know here in, in, in Seattle, my, my wife, one of the perks she learned about when she went to work for, for uh, that Redmond organization was that our neighborhood has a shuttle that, you know, if they're going to a building up there in Redmond, they get on the shuttle and they don't have to take a car, you know, and oh the shuttle God. will take them back home. To, the shuttle come a couple times, couple times in the morning or just once? I think it's like two or three times. So you've got, oh, the, wow. you've got the early shuttle. The mid shuttle yeah. and like the late shuttle at like nine thirty or ten. Does she go? Does she go like wait oh, on the wow. like at the corner with all the other kids <laughs> with her lunchbox and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, with, with all the other tech executives. Yeah, and I think it has like Wi Fi and everything on there, so you can do your meetings right. and such. But she she actually works wow. in off campus uh, building uh, for for the the Redmond organization, and uh, so she just drives. She's like ten minutes away, but you know that that's another option. You know they. 
companies are trying. It's definitely a city rule thing. People in the city are going to be able to take advantage of this in a in a in a more effective manner than someplace rule. So, like most no, of these absolutely. tech startup kind of things, autonomous vehicles, you're only going to find these in big cities, big big population centers where it makes more sense to have an autonomous vehicle where infrastructure is available for that kind of thing. You're not going to find a, a BMW or a Bentley dealership out in the middle of Missouri <laughs> or, oh, or yeah. a Tesla dealership. Yeah. One possibility for all this, I mean, when these things start coming about, and they kind of already are in some ways, these these vehicles won't be, these autonomous vehicles won't be completely inde- uh, independent either. It's, they're going to rely on mesh networks with other cars as well. Mm-hmm. They're going to communicate with each other. So the nice thing is, even if there are other cars on the road that haven't adopted to this new technology, they would know, like, the com- cars can communicate with it, hey, this guy is, you know, is using, like I say, technology, you know, make sure to be manually yes, aware. Is this guy driving a dumb car? Yeah. You know, they, they can... Let's avoid him. Give him extra space. Because he's a human. Give him a tiny bit extra space. There's a person here. Um, so just, yeah, they, they could, they would know that. And they'd be able, so that's, they could still travel on rural areas. Sure. And still work. But the more the network works within the with, you know communicates with the other cars, the more efficient. Yeah, I don't. It gets. I don't mm-hmm. doubt that they couldn't work in rural areas. I mean, they would have to be smart enough to work in any environment. Should like the network go down for any reason, to be self-aware. I yeah, mean, it's kind of of course kind of looking has, at the yes. airplane example. If the GPS went down. The airplane still needs to be able to fly. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, plus you know, if any of the technology in the car required a cell phone or a cell signal, there are still parts of the country that don't have cell signals. Mountains. Yeah. Extremely yep. rural areas like where I used to live in Missouri. Tunnels. Barely has a cell tunnels. signal at yeah, all. Tunnels. Yeah, tunnels. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Tunnels. And there's a traffic jam tunnels. because all smart cars have stopped in this tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> that will happen, Fareed. Oh, I'm that sure. That will happen. My car won't go anymore and I'm stuck in the, bo- you know, in the big dig tunnel. You know, touching on what you were saying, Brian, earlier about Google being able to, like, track their employees based on the smart car that they're in, like, you know, bring them in and all that. Privacy for within smart cars. Currently, Tesla tracks their driver's data, you know, where they drive, what they access, you know, if they do anything on their of the, on the system, they keep track of all that information. Of course they do. I'm sure they got permission for yep. that from the driver to say, hey. Wait, you sign your life away when you get those contract. because it's a metrics thing. <laughs> it's a metrics thing. They have to no, it is. Yeah, improve definitely. their cars. They have to make them better. At some point, hopefully Tesla will go, you know, we've got all the metrics we need. We don't need to monitor you people anymore. Does anyone ever say we've got all the metrics we need? <laughs> is there uh, ever enough data? Always ever. more information. It's like, oh, we're, like, can you imagine I, Google? Oh, we're good. We know enough about you. We're going to stop collecting look, information. I want to believe when Elon Musk runs for president in 2020 that he's a good guy and that <laughs> is he even an american citizen i don't, I don't know i think so I, I have no idea i mean the reason i bring it up is like as adults you know we kind of understand privacy and you know like what could be collected on us you know and we're able to make you know smart decisions as far as whether you know what we want collected if we don't want the data collected we kind of check our change our privacy settings at least i like to think that but you know one of the things is children you know i know that there's like the what is it, copa children's online privacy protection rule that kind of protects children under 13 from accessing online content without like yeah. you know, parental consent and all that which then begs the bigger question as far as like services like taxi services or things like that for smart cars obviously they're going to collect data on their customers you know it's for future trips and all that to better serve them whether it be ads within the taxi cab hey by the way you know we know we notice you want to go to the mall here are some sales you know, or, you know, serving up information that would be relevant during their drive. 
Mm-hmm. Or let's say you're a soccer mom. You know, you have a, van, a smart van and you're you're uh, traveling with other family's kids. Those parents don't want you, don't want your van collecting yeah. it on them. You know, it's like what uh-huh. happens at that point? You know, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of like these self-driving cars and a lot of like smart vehicles will take a while to get full fully adopted because of issues like yeah, that. The, the, the data would need the data would need to be an, anonymized to some degree. Yes. The identification you know, is going to be difficult though because you can track a specific car that unless you can they're going to have to know the VIN number. Sorry. You know they're going to have to know the VIN number or license plate or that a red Screw SUV license plate, VIN is, number. How many red I mean, SUVs or, are in a square mile? Or if the car's been completely public use, then there you go. You got some anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. We've noticed you've visited three meth movies. houses in the last month. Would you like to know more? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that... you know what? If it were a more public system, I wouldn't know of anything on the books about not being tracked on buses or subways or anything like that. Not personal tracking to be like, oh, I just noticed this person is Bob, and Bob got on here, and Bob got off at this stop on the subway. I mean, it doesn't have to be that, but it can just be... They can definitely autonomize the, the data, if it's if it's, but especially it, but if it's public. It would, but it would have public access to that data, because, I mean, you got to pay for the service some way. So what, you get on the bus, and, and you see a, a banner true. ad that says, someone on this bus likes latex, and then, of course, you've got a guy in a latex <laughs> suit over there. So, you know, it's... <laughs> It could, you know, in essence, like realize, okay, you're going to this destination and sends you ads on your phone. <laughs> you may not want those ads. Uh, maybe maybe be, there's some kind of gross. pass card or something that, that happens not at the mall. Ca- <laughs> it's some kind of privatized cat, you know, cash card or some kind of login. I some way to identify yourself. Well, at least identify that you have a valid means to get on, but somehow yeah. it doesn't connect it to specifically you, unless you specifically want to log into the system and get personalized results or something. You want like a yeah, subway I mean, pass or something like a bus right, pass. Exactly. Kind of it's like, exactly. You know, something they could that you track can... it down to where you're, you know, you paid with what money from what bank account. It's rechargeable. It it's like a gift card. But like, it but... doesn't, you're right. Yeah. It's like, you have to go through some serious effort to do that. Yeah, but it, it sounds like then to have something that's going to get enough information to gather a flow of the, or to to essentially plot the flow of yeah. human traffic and right. being like where okay you have people that are trying to get from destination A to destination B's and C You're where an you of know, these like, guys we want you to, you know to go over yeah, here. yeah yeah you know just trying to see to optimize the system so that like oh at this time more people from this point are going from here to there let's try and make some more units available to go between those two sort of type things you don't need to know who you just need to know that people are there usually although yeah. on the flip side I mean as far as to kind of make it more useful I mean you look at like a service like Google Now, imagine you're going to a bus stop and the correct bus comes to that stop for where you would want to go based on your habits. The AI would, would realize, That'd okay, be kind of stalkerish. this person's at this stop, <laughs> this is his pattern, his daily pattern. He wants to go, we know that he wants to go there. Let's send him the correct bus to pick him up rather than him waiting there for the wrong bus over and over, you know? But what if he doesn't want to go there? What if he wants to go and, you know, go somewhere yeah. else? How would he be able to tell the system that? Yeah, that's a good point. He could put it in Google and... <laughs> hey, yeah. I want to go to 6th Street and, you know, drink it up instead of going to work. Yeah. And then Google would know, way. hey, on every other weekend, he's down at 6th Street getting <laughs> phased. And, but, I mean, I think... I, Google know. Now would probably yeah. learn that. <laughs> probably, already do, it probably already can do that. 
and expect you to go out to a certain place on certain times, which mine definitely does do. You know, it, it already does that. Of course, you're not actually driving there because from a bus that they sent you, but it could get ready some directions for you during that time. Yeah. Yeah. Ima- That's well, creepy. imagine. Say, hey, <laughs> you like to leave at 7. Here's the buses coming at seven 7.15. Better get ready. You better leave for the bus stop in yeah. five minutes. Imagine if Facebook, though, like That's made true. a deal with the buses and was tracking where you're going and posting it on Facebook for you. Oh, God. Um, um, unless no, unless no, you went to the privacy settings <laughs> and checked that box off and said, no, I don't want the buses God, to track no my thanks. location. No, thanks. The more and more that we're talking about the, the privacy aspect, it's interesting to think of how this kind of technology was thought of before the Snowden leaks. And that privacy, the whole Big Brother sort of type concept has been very solidified since then. And to some degree, you're like, someone's going to be collecting data that someone is probably going to either be the government or someone that the government has access to. And then starts even kind of going from there being like, it, it becomes a bit more Orwellian. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna stop you there because it has only become mainstream, that Big Brother. Exactly. It, yes. We've no, known no, about exactly, this exactly for what years. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We've known well, about yes, this. but I, I'm saying that's exactly it. And if you're Decades. expecting people to give away their driving freedom to use these autonomous cars, and it's just it's more in the public conscious now. True. Very, very true. But I, I wonder how like younger generations view this. I mean, our generation, yeah, we, we kind of were aware as far as the whole privacy concerns, and now we're like even more concerned. Are kids that are on iPads and iPhones less concerned about this or understand yeah. it in a different way than we do where it's like, oh, yeah, we definitely have to be aware of our privacy. We're definitely the ones to go check everything off. I think it's funny how it's like privacy is more talked about now than ever. But yeah. at the same time, we're turning a blind eye to it more than ever as well and oh, yeah. giving up more information and more information, well, even though we're being told to be more careful and be more well, careful. Well, that's going to be the big currency in the future is data. That's what the big money maker. It's no longer going to be yeah. like resources. Is right now. It's called Hell, it's personalized big money advertising, now, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what they want. They want as much information on you as possible. And if these autonomous cars can provide that information, they're going to take advantage of that. Yep. Of course. I do. I do feel that, like when you're referencing the uh, the current generation of kids, I is is how things are going and how things have been for their entire life. I don't think that they're going to even have really much of a concept. They're going to make they make it easy on the companies already by sharing everything they do. Hey, look, I'm at Six Flags. Hey, here's an Instagram of me and I'm not even talking about the teenagers. I'm talking about the 4 to like 10-year-olds yeah. who have no concept because teenagers were still even as kids, they didn't have iPads and iPhones. Yeah. You know, they they you know, they they had computers and laptops and that, but it wasn't is my daughters are not going to know a time when there wasn't smartphones. So mm-hmm. that concept of them and privacy you know, it, it's. I don't think that they're going to really have that that idea of that companies and government didn't always have this access to your daily activities, and that it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, yes, as four parents, to ten year olds are going to think that, that it's but... okay to frisk people at the airport all the time. So. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's another erosion of our, of our privacy. I mean, they're going to think that it's okay. The TSA is the good guys, you know? 
Wow, our smart car talk just turned into privacy in the frisky at the airport. In the chillins. The frisky at the airport. Like most things, privacy (laughs) and security are bolted on after the fact. And everybody's thinking about making a quick buck right now with these these autonomous vehicles. It's like, ooh, I want to be the first to market. I want to be able to Is Google really trying to make a a quick buck? Eventually getting there. Well, let's face it, Google makes their money off data off the information it can collect. So the sooner yeah. you get a smart car out there, yep. the more it can be part of your life. I mean, that's what it wants. It wants that's you true. to that's only right. utilize it. So that's why it's got Google Fiber out there. I mean, yes, it's trying to improve the internet so that their services work better, but let's face it, they want you to be as hooked onto their ecosystem as possible. If that means using their... Their their hardware is just the the transportation of the data, and they, they only do the hardware not to actually make money necessarily off the yeah. hardware, but to facilitate the getting the datas, getting yep. all your that, data. That's what, that's yep. what, and then, and then so, Apple will come out with a car two years later, and then it will be, oh my god, the car has arrived. <laughs> the car has arrived. <laughs> totally revolutionary I think, I think just original idea. The car has arrived. And then about five years later, and then about five years later, Brian will buy that car. I fuck off. I will not buy the car. <laughs> so apparently, this year, Google has actually been granted a patent for an advertising fee funded transportation service, which will include which includes autonomous vehicles as a method of transport. That's just this 2014 early this year. Now I could and see I could thirteen s- they had a robo taxi. I could um, see all the ads using to subsidize the price yeah, of the that, cars. But are they around. really going to subsidize? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the reason why they give you Gmail for yeah. free, so they can get access to the data and serve you ads that are, you know that's relevant and make their money off that. That's why your that's why your Dell laptop is four hundred dollars instead of two thousand because you've got Music Match well, jukebox and AOL Instant Messenger. And... Brings it down a couple <laughs> bucks. And that's that's only a small small fraction. It's because parts are cheap. Free ninety days worth profitable. of McAfee antivirus, you know that kind of. Well, yes, yes, but you know what? I, they don't subsidize as much as you would think they would subsidize. Nope. Because why subsidize if it's already cheap? I just blow it shit any uh, way anyway and put Windows eight. <laughs> well, yes, yes, mo- yeah. Well, I can't say most people, but you know, most people who know what it is, yes, they do. So, did we say yes or no on Google trying to make a quick buck? I think it's just, yeah. I think it's know, a big yes. They're just trying to make sure that they have the patents so that they don't. So somebody else doesn't do something nefarious to it. I've seen Google's, them do that in the past. Google's always in it for the long they are. run. They're yeah. looking to see where, like, where the uh, money Google's, will be in the future. Google's patient. Yes. Yes. They're the ones kind of moving the, pushing the laws, at trying to get some new bills put in, testing the boundaries of things, kind of breaking past. You know, if you if you are. think about it, they have their fingers in so many different technologies and and markets concerning those technologies that they they don't have to push anything. They can just you know nudge here, yeah, nudge it's, it's, there. It's because, <laughs> yeah, because because I mean they they essentially I mean all their money's coming in through proven means that they've been using for the past twenty years. You know, so then they can take some, you know, they siphon a little bit off of that, off of those profits, put them into these pet projects, see where the pet projects go. And if they come up with a great idea, you know, they, they just keep nudging because it's, they're not betting the bank on it by any means. It's true. And it's, they're, they're okay with it failing. Yeah. They've proven that many, many, many times. If it doesn't make money, they, they kill yeah. it. Right, because they have 20 yeah. other projects that might make exactly. you know, billions. Yeah. Exactly. One of the few companies that actually does that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're not afraid to make the hard choices. No, definitely not. Yeah, one thing that I do want to bring up, you know, we talked about privacy and the privacy concerns and then kind of got into this whole tangent about Google making money. Yeah. And this is kind of more in Brian's neck of the woods is security. What yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, Dale mentioned the whole, like, 
network cars, like everything, like all the cars communicating to each other, which kind of leaves them open to like really potentially anybody getting in and patrolling these cars. Oh yeah, it's scary. We're gonna own all the things. Yes, <laughs> they've already shown they can do that with Bluetooth, where you can, you know, hack the Bluetooth in somebody's car and send a signal, or you know, socially engineer somebody. They did one of those things at DefCon. It, it, it's not gonna be hard to either because they they found this out too that the the autopilot controls in planes were also using the same wireless connection as the GoGo in flight. Oh. And nice. somebody uh, finally realized uh, uh, that that's probably oh god not yeah a I good remember idea. that that was so stupid. Well, it won't take long for the wireless controls in a car to be you know countermanded. You know, like we found out about yes, Tesla, yes. six-digit code controls the Tesla. Who the hell yeah. thought a six-digit code was going to be a good idea? Boo, boo on you, Mister Elon, for allowing that shit to happen because it should be like a. You know, Starfleet spaceship <laughs> code that's 850 characters long, you know, 150 characters in depth or whatever. They need to really secure this shit. Because yeah, that's why, like, your key or your pass or whatever it has this kind of encryption yeah. mechanism that totally, you know, can only be read by that key that you have. That's right. And not like a Bluetooth pairing code of 000. No, it's <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. The Bluetooth pairing stupid. code. One, two, jokes. three, four, zero, 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 zero. It's like. You got to be able to, in this case, security, you don't want people, the operators to ma- to, to maintain that. I could see yeah. it being set at the factory in a non-default method and like, you know, Linksys routers or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, security needs to, to come in at the fore and not at the back in this yeah. case. Prove the technology works before you get into yeah. any production. You start applying the security because you have to prove that that security works because, yeah, humans are stupid. They do stupid things while they're driving, but you know what? They You don't get a coordinated, like, crash or something That's right. that could happen with, with, you know, just someone screwing around with a cantenna and, you know, some decently powerful pro- uh, uh, software. Yeah, because all you need to do is to mess with, like, the distance sensors or the LiDAR sensors that oh, detects yes. distance and the car breaks five seconds too early or too late and boom you you've got an accident a high-speed accident on the yeah. on the you interstate. know it'd be actually kind of interesting future-wise and it's kind of like you know how the nsa tries to keep track of everybody and all that is spoofing cars into giving false positives for like nsa's or like during oh, manhunts yeah same you know if, if it's keeping track of data and like saying who's in the car imagine like a hacker getting in and it's like saying oh i'm in this car or i'm in this that car mm. oh could be could be an yeah. interesting like or, form or of, like, making espionage you know <laughs> yeah or making somebody believe, or making the car believe there's a car behind it or two feet in front of it, so that it slams on exactly. its brakes yeah. too, you know. Yeah, hmm. a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah, the security. The, I I honestly was kind of staying away from the security stuff because it makes me want to like curl up in a ball and cry All right, on this it's issue. Endless. You can go oh, on <laughs> speculate yeah. about that forever. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, this this. I mean, yes, I want autonomous cars, but no. I don't want autonomous cars. Well, especially when they mentioned, oh, we're going to have them all interconnected. They're like, oh, no, yeah. that, that's a bad idea. You probably don't like, have years, to have them interconnected for it to really work. Go, like, hey, do you want an autonomous phone? Oh, no, no, a smartphone? It's like, oh, that doesn't sound so good, actually, in some ways of what the information is being shared. Like, yeah. when you get to get down to like that level, it's like, oh, they're going to know that stuff? Blah, 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 blah. Hey, they're probably yeah. using web encryption on the wireless <laughs> mesh. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, total actual gridlock. That's going to do it for this week's show. 
please be sure to go to our website at majortechnicality.com. And we have actually just done a pretty uh, major redesign focusing more on podcasts. Makes it a little easier to find our podcasts and even uh, able to stream it, our latest podcasts, up at the, uh, the very top of the site. So please go out and check that out. Please check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash majortechnicality. We are also on Twitter at majortechnical. And if you have any comments or questions or suggestions, you can email us at comments at majortechnicality.com. We'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review in iTunes, and you can do that by heading over to majortechnicality.com slash iTunes. Or you could just go ahead and click on the iTunes banner on the right-hand side of our site. If you've got some shopping to do online at Amazon, please go to majortechnicality.com slash Amazon. Or you could also go to the site and click on the banner on the right-hand side, and this will send you over to Amazon's website. Go ahead, do your shopping, add your items to your cart, and upon checkout, we get a small percentage. Nothing is added to your order. All the music you've heard is done by Father Bingo, and you can find more of his music over at fatherbingo.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening, have a great week, and come back and join us for episode number 51. Take it easy, everybody. Laters. Woo, episode 50, yeah! 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 yeah.